Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. Like, the Reality Is. Call me, call me, die and die. Don't nobody need it. Heavy red cane. Don't run a all white. Biggest super cat guy. Oh, Katie. Yo, man, this is episode 311. We took a quick break. You know what I'm saying? We had to bring in the homie. Yeah, we went from 310, 311. You know we break it up. Oh, I thought we did no, 311. He said 311. It was wrong. It okay. was 310 right, last time. It. He's on when track now. When do we now. ever get episode yeah. numbers I know, right I, here? <laughs> you know, I mean, it is what We all, baby. But you know, we still here, man. We came back. This is going to be episode uh, 312. I guess he's going to do the right one. 311. <laughs> it's still 311? Okay. Cool. Okay, that's right, because we was nine inches deep in 309. Right. There we go. That three was 310. 310. Now, now we 311. Right. So it's the same crew. We got the homie, the franchise, got our T's in the building, and we got the homie, Red Boy, of Red Boy Radio, man. What it do? This nigga got beat. Yeah, go on, go on and go, just say your ABCs. <laughs> BC, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at this nigga, man. <laughs> like, hey, man, that's some Stop. good shit. Stop. You need to bottle that up and sell that Take shit. Take it back and be like, cool. 45. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day. yeah. <laughs> so, man, we just in here. Uh, we've been wanting to catch up with my guy for a little bit. He hit me up. As always, I told him he could come through. A lot of times we're talking about stuff specifically. But um, let me see where we starting at today. Where we at, Artiza? We starting with yours, right? Or is it mine? Oh, I thought we were starting with yours. Oh, we no, we got with yours. Because I do want to talk about this, man. I don't know if y'all heard about the black Plano student oh, yeah. who was forced to drink mm, in. I seen that. No. Yeah. Around a bunch of white like, kids. and 13-year-old. He looked like he was six. Yeah. He did yeah. look young. Okay. He looked young but than a motherfucker. Really he's 13. Um, he got invited to a sleepover. And all the kids were white. He attends a predominantly white school. Um, and they made him drink. They all peed in a cup mm. and made him drink it. Oh, wow. As they videoed it and were laughing in the background. Um, he had some other experiences at the school. I think the mom made mention of the coach withholding his inhaler. Yep. Um, along with some other stuff. So she had been complaining to the school for quite some time. <clears throat> and nothing had been done. So... Now and she was trying to get them to in, and like yeah you know, she did a post like that on bullying mm-hmm. clause mm-hmm. that they talking about like that no no tolerance on bullying yeah, but right no they've young yet to they do said anything. that they can't do anything because it happened outside of school so they're ignoring the things that did happen yeah. on campus mm. and but in other situations yeah. of course as we know they promise you even in two thousand right. when I was in high school if I would have whooped the white boys ass yeah and whooped them to you wouldn't have been on the football team I wouldn't have been nothing oh, because what my actions off the field right would have been something at school you know what I'm saying. I'm telling you like this. So I'm going to let Red Boy take this one. Uh, you have a son? Yes, sir. I'm if sir. you let your little homie mm-hmm. stay with some people and they pissed in his drink and he drank it, I said today I'm going for the motherfucking parent and the mm-hmm. child. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hands down. I need to see it. your motherfucking First of all, daddy. I probably wouldn't even let them spend a the night. I'm sorry. Yes. Especially yeah, in that environment. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have let them spend a the night. But if by chance I did and that happened, somebody dying. We got. We're gonna have. You gonna have problem. to talk. You gonna have to see me, fam. We got to I gotta see the white boy. I, it, it was about two or three white boys I saw in the video. I need to see all their daddies. Mm-hmm. I'm dotting them motherfuckers up so through. bad. Like I'm Kimbo slicing not head backyard through. dysfunction junction without conversation. Without, without conversation. A, without, a, without a question. Like, can we talk? No, no, sir. Mm-hmm. That's no, it. I'm on yeah. your motherfucking ass. Yeah. And the kids. Mm-hmm. I gotta see your daddy first because I don't want to hurt no kid. Yeah, yeah. Zaire, they pissing his drink. What you doing, bro? Let's not even do that. Exactly. <laughs> That's I have, but see, you know what? Is is mis- I mean, it is what it is. We understand black parents. We understand we have children going into, especially if we got sons. I've talked to my son about this shit all the time. I'm like, yo, listen, I need. I'm not trying to make him hyper um, sensitive about racism and all that shit, but he. You know, he go to a predominantly white school or it's it's pretty diverse. Yeah. But the fact is he has a lot of white friends or whatever. Yeah. So I said, listen, man, we need to talk about what shit looks like so you can be able to recognize when a motherfucker mm-hmm. trying to take advantage of you because that is not going to happen. What do you think mm-hmm. about, because Artesia, I know we talk about it all the time with her son and like you guys have raised your kids in a better situation and, than you grew up in mm-hmm. and I'm sure the same for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like with you raising them in a better situation than you grew up in, they're not going to be as 
quote unquote hood or prepared mm-hmm. right. for real life as we may have been. How do you do that? Because I know, like you say, me and you have the conversation all the time. And she's like, I'm trying to tell my son, I like, know. put a little something, a little bass in your voice. He's so happy. Yeah. He lacks yeah. yeah. And I, and <laughs> I tell him all the time. I, t- I was like, you can't put that nigga in a hoodie, a mark. I know. He's a mark. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's like, what do you do or what's the proper way to, I guess, equip your child for the yeah. real world? Because if you don't teach him early enough, the world will teach them. No doubt. And we do try to give them both sides, like, you know, summer camps maybe in the hood, at the hood wreck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something so he can kind of get that and it'll reinforce what we've been telling him because it's one thing for us just to tell him and then for him to actually experience it. Yes, indeed. So. What about you? My, I mean, we, we talk about everything. So God damn, everything. Wait, just, just don't forget your thought. <laughs> yeah. If I had panties. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know I did, said man. the motherfucker. I don't even like panties, but if I had panties. Like panties. <laughs> All right, go ahead and talk. This nigga. Damn, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. You're making him nah, uncomfortable, I, man. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I knew why I was he coming. He used to I knew this. why I was coming. Yes, indeed. <laughs> no, but me and him, we talk about everything. I don't leave anything off the table. And I look him dead in his eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tell him exactly what's going on. All the stuff that we see right now. And with the with the Trumpers and and, and uh, all these other stuff, I let him know what's going because we I did we we moved to a particular area so that he can have the proper education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, when we at home, I don't care what they told you in school, bro. Right. This is how we we do got to get along in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are your heroes, not Christopher Columbus. Right. That's your hero, mm-hmm. not no damn George Washington, Abe yeah. Lincoln. Hell mm-hmm. no. Yeah. I don't care what they tell you when you come home. We gonna have a conversation. Gotcha. Learn it for education so you can pass your yeah. tests. Mm-hmm. But the real test is outside, yeah. bro. How do you equip them to where when it's like, but like, because at that point, you know, our kids are they're very impressionable. Like, yeah. and you are, are uh, an outstanding father. You're in your child's life mm-hmm. consistently. Y'all have a rapport to where it's like, well, how he, how you keep him from being Brody in school? Where he like, yo, daddy said that, you know, because there's been things where in yes. school where mm-hmm. the black kids are telling the teachers that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. They ain't saying that, but they're letting them know, yo, that's wrong, mm-hmm. and they're getting kicked out of school. They're getting put in detention because we are teaching it the right way, and they're battling the school system in their own way. Uh, but I, that's the thing I told him: whatever the teacher tells you, whatatever you have to learn in school to pass the test, mm-hmm. yeah, just play pass the test, son. You teaching it's play a game because we had to pass it. We just had to pass it in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now that we get into this, I don't, I don't sugarcoat nothing for this dude whatsoever. And yeah. I always told him that he's seven, and people look at my tell people that they look at me like I'm crazy. But no. That's where it starts. You got to prepare him, bro. That's where it starts. Foundation, man. Because yeah, if you don't, it has ta- to be. And if he doesn't do that, like I say, he's gonna learn that at school. Yeah. And then he's gonna from you know, the wrong people from the wrong mm-hmm. fucking people. And then you are gonna have to try and reprogram him. Yeah. You're not trying it to program him now. You're letting him know what's real. Mm-hmm. But if you don't let him know what's real, you're gonna have to reprogram him. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you do with, with your kids, man? It's the same thing. We have conversations. You know, we watch we watch documentaries. You know what I'm saying? They get exposed by black art. They get exposed by books. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they make I make sure that the representation of of black people being, you know, these powerful individuals yeah. is what they see. Not that old slave bullshit, not that old Sambo bullshit. Yeah. Just real shit. You know what I mean? Like we have a very strong and rich history of people doing great things and they need to know that shit. But I tell you one thing, because I, I thought about how I raised my kid and how um, obviously I, I was raised in the hood so it was black people all over the all place all over yeah uh, my kids not necessarily in that situation but I make sure that they see some kind of adversity like by playing sports and different things like that like you're gonna go through you're some gonna things lose. That's, that's gonna allow us to have conversations about other things in life yeah. it ain't always gonna be just roses for you yeah yeah. yeah. I don't have a kid a I don't have a kid but I always think I, I feel like I would do you know people always say it's not a handbook it may not be a handbook but it's a way that I'm going to teach them. I just feel like the way we are and I, you two have sons and mm. you've been in their lives the whole time. And I just think I would be teaching my kid to be way better than I am at his no age. Doubt. Absolutely. I, and there's another part that I, I will say as far as parents out there, because, you know, especially what's going on, because we yeah. see so much hate and violence going on. And of course, our parents or our ancestors adapted to what they had to go through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so even now, and I think, I don't know if me, me and you spoke about it or I listened to one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, when my child was young or whatever, I, I went through that routine of putting that leather on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and after a while, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Oh, I started yeah, learning stuff myself. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, and so I don't know. If it, yeah, but I told us, you know, I looked him dead in his eyes. I said, "Look here, man, we're done." Mm-hmm. I said, "I'm gonna tell you why we're done," and yeah. I broke it down to him. I showed him the pictures and everything else. He and everybody else online might say, "Well, if you don't do it, he gonna turn out bad." Yeah. Well, how do you know if you how never you know done that? it? Yeah. Right. 
You see what I'm saying? So I'm letting mine ride, and we're going to talk man to man. Yep. And I can use my voice yep. <laughs> to get things right. taken care of. You understand what I'm saying? You got that we look, just, right? we, yeah, yeah, and we just straight up. Yeah, and yeah. he knows when I'm being, when I'm playing with him, he knows when I'm serious. Yes, and to the point where if he has a serious question, he'll come to me, hey, Dad, excuse me, I need to ask you a question. And sometimes he'll get nervous because yeah. he know I know he's serious because he'll get yeah. nervous. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with our skin tone. Mm-hmm. Why is this over here? Why is this over there? All right. Cool, sit down, son. Let's talk, yeah, let's let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. But it's so important, man. Like, and, and for him to say that shit, because I it's better to be prepared than not, bro. Yeah. Of course. Like, if you don't prepare these kids, you got like, to come on. But I you know, I think also men have a different perspective on that because of especially black men, because of what we see and what we've mm-hmm. been through. I think that black women don't necessarily have the same exact depending on their experience. Yeah. They feel like, well, well, let's just if they experience it, we'll talk about it. But our mindset is we're going to prepare you for that shit. Why are you shaking no, your Because I, I feel the same way as far as making sure they're prepared. prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may not have experienced all the things that a black man experiences, but I've been around long enough to see what they go through. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that my kids are fully prepared. No doubt. I just feel like, um, hey, I grew up in an area where it, if my mom and them didn't tell me about it, I was going to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, East Tech, like it was a place, it's a, it, not was, it's a place called Falk, Arkansas, like right on the other side of Texas Arkansas. And like, we would always, even in the 90s here, do not be out there after six o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like when you, you I used to be like, what, what, what the fuck are they talking about? And then as you get older, you're like, okay, they still was hanging niggas out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They running them off the road. Yeah. I, I, when we like when we watched Green Book in New Orleans that time mm. when they was like, "Hey, you know this is sundown town." Like, do you think? Sundown I understand how town. crazy people it is. don't even know yeah. what that is. You got to explain that. Like, and well, and it's a movie that came out in like 1970s, and it, and it's it's based in from Texarkana, mm. and it's called the town that dreaded sundown. Mm. And it's like because it was so many murders and so many deaths that happened, and you know around that time, and it's like. A sundown town is like if you're a black person, you better have your motherfucking ass. Right. And it makes sense now when you see stuff like that because why? Every black parent used to say, don't let the street lights beat yep. you home. Exactly. Yep. We didn't know why they were telling us to let it, don't let the street light. me to be out there. Yeah, you, you, yep. being, you being strict. Nah. No, because they know that the cops will go upside your motherfucking head mm-hmm. or anything is fucking possible. Yep. And the sad part is even as today, those same towns are named mm. In a certain way to make sure you understand, understand. your black ass ain't supposed to be here. Yeah. Right? On the way to uh, where my wife grew up at, there's a town we were driving through one year, and it's you know I had a nice car, rims, no whole nine. I'm riding one hand, I'm bumping, yeah, and all of a sudden I see the sign for the name of the town. It's called Cut and Shoot. Cut and Shoot. I woke her ass up so fast. I said, "Where we at?" You <laughs> know what I mean? She said, oh, 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 slow down. That's all she said. Yeah. So I heard him slow down, ten to two. And the whole nine, and she explained to me, they still lame at the cut and shoot. We ain't supposed to be there after yeah. dark because mm. they will cut and shoot your ass. Mm. That's so fucking That's crazy. Wild. It's just like when I go home to Texarkana, I understand. Like, I know when we used to go home all the time, she'd be like, why are you slowing up? Like, from Dallas to about Greenville. <laughs> but when I get to Mount Pleasant, Paris, all them little places around Texarkana, no. New Boston, <laughs> No. You know what I'm saying? Speeding. I would never forget my mom. We were coming back from Marshall one time and the cop pulled my mom over. He said she was speeding for no reason. He wanted to take her to jail because she was speeding. I just remember my mom crying and I heard her talking to the police officer. She was like, well, how does my son get home? Well, he could wait here and have somebody come get him. We in Marshall, motherfucker. Damn. Mm-hmm. And he actually let my mom go. And it made me mad. Like, I've always hated the motherfuckers, man. Mm-hmm. I've always hated cops. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. And we talked about it last week on even if you're a black cop, a, ba- a black cop, you have to be like you got to be aware of not blurring that line of who exactly. you are yeah. and being black and then crossing over and being blue. You got to remember the why in which you did it. Mm-hmm. But like even then, bro, it was just like drive home, sit in the car. Right. She's like, he's not even old enough. But like all I thought was I could murk this motherfucker because my mom's crying mm-hmm. because he pressing her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you realize that you're a target. Cut and shoot. Cut and shoot. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. That's when I talk about like the way the government. Like, if you want to change the world, let's re let's rewrite some of these motherfucking bills of rights. Of course, mm-hmm. let's rewrite yeah, some the whole like the shit that started in start the beginning. Let's start from fucking scratch. We're smart enough. We're intelligent enough to put some new plays in place. How the fuck? Why are we not doing this shit? Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. We got uh, Women's History Month. We didn't put nothing together. For Women's History Month, I just wanted to say, hey, <laughs> women, we appreciate you. Shout out to all the women. Shout out to yeah. all the, the black, black, black queens. Be, y'all beautiful. I you appreciate know, You know what I'm saying? Hell out of y'all. Shout Dude, out to women. Shit too. They, had, yeah. they was doing some uh, trivia at work, and it, I felt so bad. Like, they was doing Women's History <laughs> trivia at work on the Zoom on Friday. Like, the manager was reading all this shit, and everybody was just like, 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, can we Google this shit? Yeah, really. and, and it sounds funny, but it's at the same time, it's kind of like it's very disrespectful because it's like it women don't get put on the pedestal the way they should. But, but that was the point that I was making when I said something about this topic is are we really celebrating women? Are, are people just going through the it's motions because they feel the obligated mm-hmm. because, oh, it's Women's History Month. Let me yeah. post something about a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Black History Month. Everybody becomes a black history expert yeah. and then mm-hmm. nothing. And right. that's why I didn't that's do it. Problem. That's why we haven't done stuff like that in a while because even when it's like Martin Luther King's birthday, it's kind of like, yeah, I'll post something and say, hey, happy birthday. But I'm not going to go in depth and do something so profound. The reason being, it's millions of other people who did shit outside of MLK mm-hmm. and it's different ways that you can celebrate. And if you celebrate your people in history all the time, it's kind of like Valentine's Day. You ain't got to do that shit just for one day. Right. right. You see but the I, you see the memes and it's like two white uh, black kid and a white kid walking, and they I think the white kid says something like, "Isn't it Black History Month?" And the black kid was like, "Nah, that's just for y'all. We celebrate this shit all, yeah, all, it's all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's how we this live. Is our culture. Everything yeah. that you want to be, that's that's the history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we're getting better. One thing I, I I was saying not too long ago was just watching the rise of black people and black people coming together. It's a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like I even know for myself, I used to be more standoffish on like relationships with black men and shit like that. I fuck a red boy because like even out of the blue, we don't talk every day, but it's like every since we talked that first time, it's like we do check in here and there, the support on social media, the support mm-hmm. of each other's shows. And even when he comes in, it's just like love. When he walked in, he had his bop going. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Coming <laughs> and dancing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it, it's love. And you know what? If he was anywhere else, he would have came into the room differently. Right. But he knows mm-hmm. the energy. His family right He here. knows right. the love. Yeah. So his approach was different. I'm very happy to be here. Yes. So have <laughs> Betty, you watched Betty, that movie? Yeah. Not yet. We tonight, have. Okay. Tonight, yeah. Oh, look, bro. But we got to <laughs> find out. You can throw in there something. Yeah, we can talk okay. about some last yeah. some topics from last. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. I just want to okay. know because I know sometimes on your page, you yeah. know, you'd be, you'd be doing like the, the contest. Like, is Jodeci better or 112 oh, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious what your views are on the original Coming to America. Like, what does that rank for you? Uh, I actually. One time I actually did come into America against Harlem Nights as far as okay. comedies. That um, is classic. <laughs> you, you t- so you might want to come to America, period, as far as... Yeah, just the first original. Which, where does it rank for you? Oh, man. Between, like, black films that I, I grew up watching, it has to be second. And I, re- mm-hmm. I say that because Harlem Nights is first. Yeah, yeah. Harlem Nights is classic. Harlem Nights is funny as hell, yeah, but at the same time... Well. Uh, my grand grand, God rest her soul. That was the first radar movie she ever took me to, and I was oh, still, really? I was still a child. She allowed me to go see it because she said, "No, he's funny. You got I need it. y'all to watch this." I said, "Okay." That's dope. So yeah, That's yeah, dope. yeah. And, so, and it's just even the cast. When you think about Harlem Nights and the cast of characters, yeah, and yeah. even uh, coming to America, like just stars all over the board. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, what was the movie we was pressing Frank about last episode? He didn't like Love Jones. Oh, I love it. Okay. Oh yeah. What are your thoughts on Love? I love it's I a love classic, it. right? Oh, absolutely. Tell him your thoughts on it, Frank. Don't drink no fucking water, nigga. Let me take a sip. No, so what I was telling him is that I didn't see the movie until like last year. I never watched Love Jones until last year. I ain't watched them kind of movies. Exactly. I almost, as black as he is, I said, I almost took your black card. Really, dude? I don't like all that lovey shit. I never did. I only like sci fi and shit. Because you was married. (laughs) No, 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 I'm talking about, no, I I never watched that stuff, man. So what I was telling him is that it's not fair for me to critique it because I'm critiquing it from. From today's standpoint, standpoint. you know what Which I mean. If, meant, I, if yeah. I saw it twenty years ago, yeah. obviously yeah. I would have connected to it a little bit differently. That's yeah. the only you reason know. we let this nigga it's make different. it. Yeah, man. I still think it's a beautiful movie, though. I mean, no, no, I, yeah. and I yeah. gave it his love. I, okay. I gave it his, his flowers. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I do more than just watch movies. Now I critique them. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, but no, okay. I think it's a beautiful movie. I think it's yeah. a beautiful movie. Yeah, it's just a lot of you know a lot of holes in it, but it's a movie. Yeah. There's a lot of holes in a lot of movies. One of the topics we talked about the last time you were here, man, I don't know if you remember, Red Boy, we were talking about the benefits of marriage and a partnership. Yep. I wanted to kind of update that now because that was like two or three years ago. At that point in time, I wasn't even ready for living with anybody. Yeah. So I want to talk about like, and you, you'll be able to answer this too and her too because all of you guys have lived with some someone before I'm known. Have you lived with anybody, Spider? Not like on a, purpose. a significant other? He, he said, said not, not on purpose. purpose. <laughs> Woke up all her shit in the movie. How the fuck did I get in? So, my, my th- what are the benefits of marriage? Or like outside of like, so we'll we'll do this. The benefits of marriage outside of like just the love and mm-hmm. sex part. What are the benefits to you outside? You know, for living with someone or just having a partner. Mm-hmm. To me, that is the biggest thing. It, it's an actual partnership thing. And and we talked. We mentioned earlier about as far as the fatherhood stuff. You know, I grew up without a dad. And truth be told, not to throw shade, but I barely grew up with my mom either, yeah. you know? So for me personally, it's not so much for me, it's for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's going to grow up in a world where he sees two black people 
in love with mm-hmm. each other yep. through the ups and the downs yep. and we're going to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that for me is what makes it a, a, a blessing because I know we responsible for him. Yeah. Now, if we were by ourselves and didn't have no kids, I don't know where we would be, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm being truthful. And I know yeah. people say, well, you don't want to stick together for the kids. It's absolutely not. I right. wouldn't. But we ain't got nothing wrong. Yeah. Right. We got our issues. Yeah. But both of us take the life that we have seriously and mainly because of him. Yeah. That's our legacy. Yeah. When it's all said and done, no matter all the mistakes we made, that guy has to carry on our name. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think people. That's that's what makes it great for me personally. Yeah. And we have fun together. We, yeah. we we best friends. She can talk shit to me. I can talk shit back to her. <laughs> yeah. She can tell me, ooh, that nigga fine. I'm like, okay, make yeah. sure he pay a note, though, if he gets some sugar. <laughs> I mean, we, we good. You know, it's just like that's. That's one of those things I would hope for everybody that if you ever do decide to walk that path, yeah. and this is not a joke, because they always say opposites attract. To me, that's kind of bullshit a little bit, yeah. because then you're looking at that person, you're one way, and you try to, whether you like it or not, you're going to try to bring that person over to your mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. But if you marry someone almost just like you, you're going to marry your your buddy, your yeah. homie, and your best friend, and y'all can just chill all day long, mm-hmm. and if you get mad, you know you know why you're mad. Yeah. She get mad, you know why she mad, because y'all think the same way, and Y'all going to figure this shit out and you're just going to keep on moving. And to five minutes later, you'll laugh about it and keep. I mean, that's just me. I yeah. think it's I have, I have fun with mine. Yeah. And that, that is and I at this point, even as I grow, there's no because life is life. Yeah. I'm on reality is and I'm a realist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give it me. Personally, I don't give a damn. There is no mistake big enough to make me break my marriage up. Yeah. But if she is she. Is willing to, or she wants to walk away. I would let her. You let her, mm-hmm. but, for but for me, you. Nah, so, well, so just, let's dive into this. You got a question? Question now. Okay, so it, you said there's no mistake that yeah. can break your marriage up, right? Not even infidelity. No, I mean we gonna sit down and talk about. It. I'm human. Man. I need you to be a. And see, this is why I like you. You know what I mean? Because yes. I mean we look, and I I listen to the show, so I know you, you know, know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what it is, and and I'm with half the topics y'all talk about. I mean, I'm with it. It's. It's, I think that a lot of the society gets caught up in what you were told to be like. You're supposed to think this way. Mm. I'm not going to give her a hall pass, no, right? right. Yeah. That is not what I'm exactly. doing. However, we're human. Mm-hmm. We're going to make some mistakes. We start grading shit from a level. If you do this, yeah. you can get away with it. But if right. you do this, right. hey, look. So it's like you're already setting pitfalls. Right. I'm yeah. already setting the standard for you that I probably won't even set for myself. Yes. Let's be real about it. That's the thing. You know what I'm think, saying? I don't think people, well, see, first of all, I think I don't think people are being real when it comes to you know how they would react in certain situations, that's number one. But number two, you don't know how you're going to react right. until you get in the situation. You right. know what I mean? But I think also what helps in this conversation is just the maturity, too. Like, if I was a 25-year-old, I would have a totally different mind of it. Yeah. I'm 46, so now it's like something like in the past, I'd be like, oh, no, you cheated on me, it's over with. But now it's more about... We need to have a conversation because obviously something happened. There's a mm-hmm. reason why it happened and probably my fault. Yeah. So I got to take some ownership for that. Let's discuss it. Yeah. You know, I think that's the way to go, yeah. too, because it's like uh, and I always say, too, if a nigga or a female did cheat, it's kind of like uh, you think it's going to start from scratch when you move to somewhere else. Mm. Like it still may happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, if, yeah, like yeah. like he said, if you just a habitual line step and <laughs> yeah, you just right. continuously right. do right. this shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's different. We got a problem. Mm-hmm. But like making mistakes along the way, even if it was like, okay, y'all got married. At, how, how young were you when you got married? Oh, shit. I forgot that fast. We, we've been married. <laughs> you 40, remember? I'm, I'm 40, yeah, I know, man. I, I'm, I'm 45 now. We're going to go on our ninth year in a couple weeks. March, okay. March so, 17th. Man, so 30, 30. Six. 36. Yeah. So, okay, that's close to where I'm at. That's yeah. really good. That's when you got married, mm-hmm. did you know for yourself you were ready? Because I know a lot of times niggas get married and it's like they ain't ready. It's just like situations or they think this is what you're supposed to do. Mm. This nigga here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to. I spent 20 years in the military having a ball. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't responsible for nobody Nothing. but me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. By the time I, I and I, and the thing is when I met I had met my wife years prior to us actually dating. She was a friend of uh, my sister, mm-hmm. so I knew her, and she had been previously married. So I never even thought about marriage at the time. But I know once we started hanging out or whatever, it was like, oh, okay, you know what? This might be it, it right? Here. Let, let me yeah. put down my whole ways and <laughs> get right with the Lord. No, nah, but I, <laughs> but you know that I think that's a difficult point too. Like at our age, like if he like he got married at thirty six, I'm I've never been married, never lived with anybody. But at 38, like I said on the last podcast, you get closer to a point of settling down. I still mm-hmm. don't want marriage. I want the commitment of marriage. Yeah. I always have to explain this because right. people are like, oh, you don't want to get married. I don't want the commitment of marriage because I feel like sometimes, and it may not work like that for everybody, but you know, and you know, when you put a title on something, it changes a it person. Does. Mm-hmm. 
whether it's territory more territorial for the man or whether it's a woman like saying he's my you can still say he's mine i'm yours without that we could get the contractual shit done with an attorney to make sure you're protected but for me I just have to find somebody to where it's like I work well with no labels. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the way he's saying about raising his son. You know what I'm saying? You raise him how you see fit. Relationships, you need to find somebody who's on the same page as you. Like he said, finding a friend to where whatever you feel or you deem is best for you, they understand that. Right. Even if they don't agree with it, they mm-hmm. understand it and they're willing to say, okay, well, if you're going to do this and commit to me in this way, you don't have to. we don't have to get married. Mm-hmm. But it has to be a commitment. That's all marriage is. Right. You know, it's funny you say that because I was talking to my trainer one day and we were talking about in I think it was last week. Actually, we were talking about interracial marriages or interracial Mm -hmm. relationships. And what you just said, being able to have somebody in your relationship that understands you. That's why I always had trouble with dating outside of my race, because especially the shit that we go through. Now, I'm not saying that we can't have a conversation. You can understand me, yeah. but I don't want to have to come home and explain to you why I'm feeling emotional because Every George detail. Floyd got killed. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to explain that to you. I need you to know why yeah. I feel the way I Are feel. Are they saying, well, what could he have done different to not? No, yeah, no, 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 stop no, 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 it. No. You know, like no, that's no, no, the no, type no. of shit to break a motherfucker up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but we also said, if you having those conversations, if you're in an interracial relationship and you're having those conversations now that shit is happening, yeah. you're already fucked up because yeah. you should have been having those conversations. Yeah. I don't want to be with nobody who's too pro-black either. If I like if I'm with a black woman or I end up with a black woman, like I don't want one that's too pro-black. Because I feel like I've talked about it before, but you could be pro-black to a fault. I've dated a girl to where it was like, even when me having white friends, it's kind of like, oh, you're going to go hang out with them. And it's like, bitch, he's been more, <laughs> these motherfuckers have been more real to me than some of my black friends. Mm-hmm. So I think also, like we talked about before, Red Boy got here is like, Getting so tired of the social media propaganda of black and how hard it is to be black and black people it is. And it's like, I know who I am. I ain't got to post all that shit on my page. I ain't got to argue everything that somebody posts. I don't have to prove my blackness mm. to anybody or the world. And it's one of them things where it just becomes fucking exhausting, bro. No yeah. doubt about it. We get to a point or I'm getting to the age where I feel like uh, the next topic is the true responsibility of becoming an OG. I feel like you're an OG in the game. You're an OG in the game. And you realize that what you start to say to younger people carries the weight. It does. And sometimes the things that you do or the way you live your life, people look at it. Mm-hmm. Like if like I like Artesia knows, I look up to Frank, like there's things about him that I admire. And it's like if you were a nigga that I was like running the streets or I found out you were beating on your uh-huh. you know, your girl or whatever, I'd be like, Yo, I've lost respect <laughs> exactly. for this nigga. You know, the way you move, it changes how I view things. Yes. And I'm starting to realize that with myself to where it's like I'm getting into the point of like OG status with mm-hmm. twenty some year old dudes like where they coming to me asking me questions and I'm like damn they really listening to the shit I say on here mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so for you and I know you understand it for you Red like when did you get into that point where you feel like damn I'm starting to be an example to people that are 10 years younger than me yeah. and like how did that affect you if if anything honestly man the first time I turned the mic on mm. yeah and when I started the podcast and started speaking and talking to folks and sometimes we had topics that really dug deep into what we're dealing with in the community and yeah. people start responding I think one of my homeboys I used to be stationed with from Louisiana, he called me and told me, he said, keep that energy. Yeah. Because whether you like it or not, whether you want to accept the title, you are the voice of the people. Yeah. Mm. And it's stuck. That's dope. And, and it's it different. It made me realize when you're behind this mic, you, you it's are It's a power. It yeah, you got power. Yeah. It it's yeah. just like when niggas rapping, like, like I tell people all the time, I like rap music. It's a lot of killer shit and drug dealing shit, but you got to know the difference. And if you have kids, it's your job mm-hmm. to teach the difference. But like you do have a power behind the microphone and you do have a power in the way you move. Like one thing I love about Red Boy, even from the first time we were talking about whatever, like I understand how much he cares about his family. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like if you look at his page, you understand the yep. family and in, 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 uh, family and God. That's his center. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, if a scandal came out, he's human. Mm-hmm. Like, but if a scandal came out and it was like, yo. This ain't his son. And he che- I'll be like, damn, like this is the nigga. This the nigga I believed in. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to understand that like people depend sometimes on your leadership, mm-hmm. even subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Like we watch TV shows or we watch movies or we read a book yeah. and you like your favorite person. And when shit happens or goes south, you kind of like, damn. Yeah. This shit. Even sometimes you, you get mad at the characters when they do shit. Exactly. <laughs> On the show. And she does that a lot. And I'd be like, you are too fucking invested. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I've done that shit too, bro. And it, and and that's a perfect example perfect example though, because it's like if you're invested in a character on the show, imagine the investment you have in the people that are around you. Exactly. Mm, like soon as we left uh Stock and Barrel last week, I said, This is the shit I'm talking about. Like all of us hanging out, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, building that camaraderie. Like you got to be able to build that shit and be able to celebrate each other and do those things, man. And 
I just think, bro, as you get older, you realize, yo, you have a place in people's life and it ain't just your family. No doubt. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. We talk about family because for me, you know, I got younger brothers and that's where I realized, you know what I mean? Because my pops, uh, we lost our father years ago. I mean, it was like back in 96 and my brother, one of my brothers was like three. The other one was like 11. You know what I'm saying? I was like 21. So I was like, okay, I need to step into a role to where I could be some type of model for these because they're my brothers already. Yeah. But now we lost our father and I had him for the longest time. So that means I need to take that influence. I need to show them what, what a fatherly love is like, even though I'm their brother and not yeah. their father. But that was, you know, I was 21 years old trying to figure out myself. Yeah. But I still understood the responsibility of those eyes watching me and doing the shit that I do and, and critiquing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Do it's you crazy. look for? Are you looking forward to a different life like once your kids get older? Oh, hell yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you <laughs> yeah. think about that. There's like, a lot it's, of responsibility. It's a man. lot of responsibility. And not being funny with mm -hmm. me being 38 and not having kids, I literally watch people like you and her closely and I'm like, do I really want to? I'm so behind the curve, nigga. I'm a big You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 38. Uh, it's like, changing. And I'm not yeah, having a kid it, no way soon. Like, I understand it. that. So it's like, yeah. for me, I'm like, what the fuck do I? But I've also said that sometimes after people have their kids and their kids grow up, that people be trying to figure out what is next for my life. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm also thinking, well, maybe this is a great time if I had a kid at 40 and a nigga 20 when I'm 60. Like, I get to look, have things as I'm older to mm -hmm. do and mm -hmm. be involved with in his life. So right. it's just different, bro. Yeah. Yeah, how old is your kids? 12 and 10. Okay. Yeah. My, yeah. my, my seven. I just, I had my 38. So yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be that guy, <laughs> but it's you know okay. I mean? Like, I'm yeah, trying, it's great. But for yeah. me, I'm like, I don't have any, like right now I don't have anything in place where it's like kids are being discussed. Mm. So then that's why I say, I think if I hit 40, I'm just thinking, I'm just going to let that shit ride, bro. Yeah. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. yeah no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> People always say that, but like the older I get, I'm that's just like, that's the good part about being a guy in this situation. Yeah. We don't have that kind of same pressure. Yeah. As women. But you right, also right. have to date a certain type of woman, like and my, how young, yeah, who don't have kids Well, or who's willing to give you now, one. See, that's the other thing because there's such a dynamic involved. Most of the chicks that you're going to be kicking with probably got about two of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's yeah. okay. He didn't make that well. You just now made Step it start sounding appealing. Yeah. You didn't make that shit sound appealing at all. No, no, no. I'm saying, but that's a beautiful thing. It's really a beautiful thing because you got to think about it like this like the help that you're going to get from those kids that are already there yeah. you you can't even calculate that yeah. like I think about it now my kids 12 and 10 bro if I had another kid I wouldn't even have to do nothing but do you want another kid no like, I is don't that a thing? I'm, okay. I'm good because I think after a certain point you're just I'm, no, I'm I know for me personally mine are 13 and 14 Yeah, I feel like if I met somebody and we fell head over heels I'm and straight. the guy didn't have kids I would do it just okay as for a him. gesture Boy, for him, sense, yeah. but not because I genuinely want enough. But see, that's hard. I don't want to start over. But see, that's the part too, because that's something we discussed when we were together. And it's kind of like, as a guy who doesn't have one, you will want somebody who wants one just as bad as you. Yeah. Like she said, you kind of saying, "I'm doing you a fuck." Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's you know, right. I'm a, I'm but that was different. For you. Yeah. That was yeah. different. You would have called. We work out. You take no. my fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck? That was different. You would have called me at a younger age, so then it would have been fine. But yeah, at this age. But you know what's interesting to me is I know a lot of people who had children yeah. younger. Mm -hmm. So now their kids is like 21, 22, yeah. or and they're having more babies. Oh, no. I'm like, yo. I, I never understood yeah. that. I don't get it. And that's the thing. I think if I did have one early, like if he was like 17, there's no way I'm having another fucking kid. Heck no. <laughs> like I'm with Red Bull on that. I remember episode 178, he was like, I'm done. Yep. Good. Like, this is it. Yeah. And then it's because you did do it later in life to where you like, this yeah, is all I need. Ready. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I'm not physically. And then for my, th uh, one and of I the things. And I got things, my boy. That's what exactly. I was about to say. And I got my boy. Yeah. Boy <laughs> came first. I had yeah. boy, girl, yeah. done. Yeah. And see, that's the thing I said too. I was like, if I did get somebody pregnant and they had a kid, if it was a girl, I would probably shoot another shoot shot for another one. just mm -hmm. for a boy. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Now, it is crazy. What does that say about women? I don't know. Mm. You see what I'm saying? What, is here, what does that say about women? That if you have, if you had a boy, it's enough. Every man wants. But if you son. have a one, yeah, but if you have a, a daughter, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Women do the not same. Not realizing that girl can be the powerhouse too. Oh, oh yeah, no, exactly. No, 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 no. They're always gonna be the powerhouse. Yeah. I don't even think Regardless. that we probably think about it like that. I think mm. it's, it's more about so carrying your name yeah. on. Exactly. For us, for us, it's about that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And having a mirror image of who you may be and being mm -hmm. able to see the possibility of him being better than you. Yeah. Right. That's what I think about all the time. Because I'll be like, yo, I know how I am. I know how aggressive I am. I know how smart I am, and I know that my child would be better. Yeah. And if I can put my hands on him and stay in his life. Unlike our fathers did, what would they be? Mm -hmm. That's Impact, the thing. It's impactful. That's just yeah, like yeah. when I see your son, I'd be like, yo, like I see something in him and he ain't my kid. Mm -hmm. But it's like also knowing you and knowing what you know, he's already well taken care of. Yeah. Same mm -hmm. thing for you, knowing your son, he's going to be. Do you know how amazing it is to be well mannered? 
as a kid, oh, man. like both of y'all, I was yeah. not well mannered as a kid. I was, hey, <laughs> yo, nigga, I was fucking up some shit. I was very Baby disrespectful. <laughs> I tell her, her kids, I'm like, yo, I've, I've known you at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've never known her kids to do anything crazy where I'm like, mm-hmm. I would beat they motherfucking ass. Ooh, we don't have those problems. But if for me, right, I would have beat my own motherfucking ass. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there was reasons for that, though. Yeah, it was reasons, but yeah. it's like, it's just crazy to see how y'all have raised y'all kids. Well, yeah. first of all, you have a two parent home. You have a two parent home, and you we have a father. Damn, they have a two. Yeah, that's what I'm home. saying. So it's like that's one of the things I think that was missing. I don't know what kind of trouble y'all got into, but that was the thing because you pr- you're trying to prove your. You don't really know, but subconsciously you're trying to prove things to other people. You're trying to prove your worth. You know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to prove to yourself that I'm I'm good enough. Or you start having those questions. Why didn't he come back? Right. Because in my mind, I'm like, if I had a kid, there's no way I'm not gonna be in this motherfucker's life. Mm-hmm. And you even trying to prove something to that man who ain't even in your life. Who ain't even in your life, right. man. A lot of pressure. And, and it's even worse for women. And I think that can be um, actual, um, that'll make you crash if you're mm-hmm. trying to prove it to daddy that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I don't do mine for mine at all. I do mine for him. And it's yeah. funny because when you, in, as I'm in his life, I didn't even realize because I wasn't thinking about it. I didn't realize how, how much shit I missed yeah. until I see him respond. Mm. He'll respond to something. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's what that feel like, huh? Yeah. Wow, and it just keeps going. It's like a cycle. And that's the only thing that makes me even think about yeah. the absence. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's that, it. you know, that's the wildest yeah. shit, right? When you, when I'm with my kids, especially my son, um, but what I think about is the the the, the father that's not with his kid, the father that's yeah. not in his kid's life. Because when you're not there, you miss so much. Mm-hmm. There's just so much that you miss. Mm-hmm. There's just so much that you miss. So I'm, you know, I'm grateful that my little man is is. Uh, Close to me like yeah, that. Yeah, and it, and it makes me wonder me. how how could <laughs> any man, and so not to throw, like say, I'm not going to single out my dad because yeah. putting him out there. How do you even feel like complete in a sense when you know that you weren't even in a life. part of it? Yeah. There was nothing that you did to influence anything nothing. other than other than the opposite of what you were, yeah. and that ain't good. You and know knowing what I mean? that so. your child is growing up somewhere else and you know that they're alive and you know that mm-hmm. they do it, but you're not reaching out. Mm-hmm. It's just different. And they still end up doing better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Always, that bothers them. but you yeah. know the fucked up part too is like at some point you start to realize that damn they didn't care. As a kid, you just mm-hmm. wondering, you know, you have mm-hmm. questions, why, why, why. But then when you start getting into those teen years, you be like, damn, this motherfucker really just didn't care. Mm-hmm. And before somebody can shape that thought, you have thoughts of your own, yes, and that yeah. thought also creates a depression for you. It creates an emptiness for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I just think, man, and and I also think we already as men have a hard time expressing ourselves emotionally, mm-hmm. and that kind of shit makes it worse. It does. It makes it motherfucking absolutely terrible. So you got, uh, for you, I was going to say for a woman, what's the difference? You know, we talked about it as a man. What is it like for a woman not, if your father's not around? <laughs> yeah, shit hidden. Oh, man, my chest I think, I mean, like you said, it's worse for women yeah. because for me, looking back, a lot of the decisions that I made date, dating wise was because I didn't have my dad. Yeah. Like I said before, I was young, dating way older men. Um, and I really just enjoyed dating them because I was able to call them, ask them for advice, run stuff by them, spend time with them. It wasn't out of romantic attraction. I yeah. was just dating them because they filled a void. Right. It was a sense of companionship that I was missing with my dad. And um, even now, like unlocking some things at this age when you think, oh, I'm over it, it's done. Mm-hmm. But it's really not because I've been in relationships where I've went out of my way to prove my worth, realizing that I was trying to prove my worth because I felt like I wasn't worthy enough for my dad to stay around. Mm. So, And that's the thing. I think you got to be real about that. A lot of times, and this is why I say I like the show because it's times where you sit at home and it's like the things that you know about you that nobody else knows. And we don't want to tell those stories. We always talk about, we don't talk about our failures enough. Mm -hmm. And like I say, even with being in the creative space, a lot of people are hitting me up and they always talk about how great the podcast Mm -hmm. is and what we're doing. And I'm like, but there's some losses in this bitch. Right. There's some tears. Mm-hmm. There's some times where you feel like, you know, and, and Red Boy, I know, like when you do a show, you're kind of looking at other people and you're like, well, how they here? And I'm not mm-hmm. there. You know what I'm saying? And not having those things to bounce off somebody else. Or like for me, I know growing up, I used to want to ask my father certain things. And I'm like, I don't have no nigga here to bounce this shit off of mm-hmm. to talk about what he did wrong. Mm-hmm. Even and I even now that me and my dad have made amends. I remember talking to him and I was like, you know, you could have gave me so much game off the shit you failed on. Like all those fucking failures, you could have told me how you felt. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you're depressed, you've been depressed before? Okay, Mm -hmm. well, tell me how you got out of Mm -hmm. that shit. Tell me one of your lowest fucking thoughts. Like, I don't have the balls to commit suicide, but I'll be the first one to say I've thought about it. 
and not thought about it in a way like, oh, I'm a, I know what I'm going to do to kill myself. But like, what would it be like if I wasn't here? And we want to have these conversations and act like we're too cool to have them. But it's like, that's real shit. Telling I've you. been in situations where it's like I'm like I've talked about being broke and then having too much ego to ask somebody that may help me mm-hmm. because I just don't want to be seen like I can't take care of that shit myself. Yeah. I feel like if you had a father around, he would talk about or be able to talk about the times that he didn't have which would just let you know this is a bump in the road mm-hmm. as opposed to where you're struggling with your fucking ego about what you want to do to get somebody to help you make a better decision. Yeah, it's just wow. a moment. There's a lot of moments that we go through as we're growing up, and, and I agree with you 100%. I don't think just as parents, and I'm glad we're having a conversation because, you know, we got kids, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So when we have these kind of conversations, we understand the value of having those conversations with your kids. Like, let's let's talk about the, 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 the areas where I struggled or yeah. the areas mm-hmm. where I had some challenges or I had some roadblocks some obstacles that I had to go through and you know it might you might can relate to something like that when as you go through life Mm -hmm. yeah we we definitely only talk about our uh, successes way too much but as we talked about I believe in the last episode if you think about it you learn way more from your failures than your successes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, so many more takeaways. It's too brody when mm-hmm. you're winning, though. When you're winning, it's just like, yo. You're yeah. not learning. You ain't learning all, shit. Ah, you got to fall. You got to yeah. bust your head a couple <laughs> to times. To understand something yeah. different, man. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So you talked about, Red Boy, never leaving a, a, a marriage. Mm-hmm. Even with you saying that, have you ever thought about leaving? Oh, man, look. I think about almost every other day. <laughs> That's reality though, right? Yes. And it's like you, you in mentally, you take yourself to the front door, you be like, man, what the hell am I leaving behind? And what you does your I mean? life look like after this? Right, yeah. exactly. But like I, I've, I've said it to a couple people that asked me, you know, because again, I'm, I'm just that dude. I'm, I'm, I'm too, real. we, we going to be here for a minute. So I'm keeping everything real in my life from here on out, you know? And you got to realize every morning, and you spoke about earlier about the contracts, the law and all that. That's just paper. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you swear you in love, whatever the case may be. Every morning when you wake up, it is a choice that I'm going to be here today. And that's the way you that move. is the choice every day. You can choose to leave or you could choose to stay. You can go look how much. What am I gaining over here? What am I losing? It's it's an everyday choice for yeah. everybody. You know what I mean? So y'all know I have I have thought about heck some of them arguments they get to that you know the yeah. point we can't, don't nobody want to lose an argument. Yeah. Nigga, I leave your ass. Yeah, what? And I'd be like Martin, gone. I'm be all right. <laughs> Don't know. Thanks me five minutes. I'm right back. No, because no, you really. And then I mean, I think it's showing the appreciation of a person too. Like. we are so quick to call out the shit that what we don't do. Mm. And I tell people, I even tell myself this, I'm like, but how often are you saying what a motherfucker does do? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be able to balance out what you're saying you need to work on with what Mm -hmm. you already do well. Mm -hmm. I I even tried to learn that even with, with the business, even with podcasting, like, you know, I've talked about having several people that come through and after it ends, like if, if somebody is no longer a co-host, I'm like, well, how could I have done that better? Some of it is I could have championed them better. I was quick to tell them when they didn't do something right. You know, Frank, I talked to you not too long ago about some stuff, and I was like, maybe I could dial it back. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Maybe the energy is different. Maybe I need to dial some things back. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to you about feeling a certain way about people, and I'm like, well, I haven't even told these motherfuckers about how I feel Mm -hmm. for me to even be feeling this way. And they may not even feel that way. So, Um, you know, giving me some grace, giving them some grace, you know, seeing what's what and going from there, man. You know what, man? You... What? You're getting older, man. You're yeah. mature, man. You're growing up. You're maturing right in front of our eyes. <laughs> right. Because you know how I used to be on this motherfucker calling out all the people. Ooh. I remember it would be times I'd be on the podcast and I'm like, fuck that nigga, that nigga, blah, blah, blah. And RT's after it was that on was the That was before I was on yeah. the mic. I used to be in the corner like, cut, cut this yeah, right. shit. <laughs> like, it's too much. Especially when Spider remember a little bit because I was I was just kind of getting off of it when I first got to the first MZ Studios. Mm. But like when we used to do the shit from home. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a different I had no cool freedom. It's di- yeah. yeah, it's a different. In- but when you're in the studio, it's like you hear your voice, you hear it in your head, and you're like, okay. Even sometimes when I'm saying something, I'm like, all right, don't say this. Yeah. Dial this shit back. You, got you don't know how go. many people are listening. Ooh. Who are listening? Yeah, but that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I wanted the people that I wanted to hear it to hear it. Oh yeah. But yeah. now it's like I'm past that point. For me, it's like what's learning. Shout out to um um Anthony Moore. What is his last name? Moore. Is it more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they call him Ammo. Um, he has the Wayne World podcast, and he hit me up the other day, and he was like, bro, I listen to your shit, and he was like, y'all say so much shit on there. He's like, like we said earlier, he's like, even though it's funny, like, it's some real shit real that you shit. can take mm-hmm. away from there. And I think that's the thing. It's only funny because everybody can relate. Exactly. Frank will say something, and I'm like, yo, I'm laughing because I get the shit. 
we getting ready to get up out of here. But like, I know I was talking to Casey on that first episode and I was like, everybody act like they too good and whatever. I was like, but everybody got to take a shit. Everybody got to pass gas. Everybody done had that amazing shit where they take a shit and wipe. And it's like, where's the shit on the paper? Like, how did I just take a shit? And this tissue paper is clean. Come on. Now that's something where you say, look at God. Like, how the fuck did this not happen? So Man, you know, of all things is how you say, look at God. I'm just saying, right? Because it's like, yo. But I just want people to learn how to be real. That's why I say it's always a pleasure having Red Boy here because to have real conversation, we don't have people where they come on here and we're talking about real shit and they're like, oh no, I would never do that. Yeah, stop. Oh lying. no, I've never done that. Yeah, and it's right. like, come on. This is the reality. Is the man, most beautiful motherfucker has you problems. Knew, we knew you folks oh, came yeah. in the room. Exactly, exactly what it was. Yeah. So what's going on with you, man? You still doing the show? right now i've been on a hiatus uh i left it alone in june because uh, i've been busy at the other jobs yeah. i like to call it the one i really don't get to get to about you know what i'm saying but i'm getting ready to get back in it man I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm like i said it's been calling my name for a long time y'all welcome me today I ain't gonna lie on the way here because it's been so long i, I actually have butterflies got like, nerves was, got nerves <laughs> go back to the microphone yeah Miss you, baby. You know, but <laughs> no, but I'm I'm definitely uh I'm definitely gonna get back to it, man. We we need to have a conversation. That's fine, real, man. man. And I, you said it early, and I hope I'm not taking no, you good, time, bro. man. But I'm I'm gonna say this because you you mentioned it early, and I I, I told myself I want to make sure I say it out loud to you all it is the fact that when we met years almost what five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, across rooms from each other, and I remember we had, we had, uh, crossed each other in the hallway, and then we said, hey, let's try to co. Uh, cross yeah, promote one time and we never could because you're out I, I did two and y'all oh, did one right, or whatever yeah. you know but regardless of all that i watched how y'all move i watched how y'all react when i spoke and vice versa and it's it's always been a pleasure to see people that you know that's doing their thing yeah and there is no hate man mm. i mean everybody named mama on a podcast yeah. now right and I and I welcome it, but not but a lot of people they just turn on the mic and they start talking. Yeah. Y'all niggas is working. Yeah. And regardless of age or whatever, y'all motivate me to yeah. keep going. You know I what I mean? Because that. y'all are real people, man. And yeah. it's like, again, there's no love lost no whatsoever. And it's like you said, we can just pick up where we left off because yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. y'all's work ethic, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what it is for me. Yeah. You know, so y'all just do keep moving. I mean, you in with your realness, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, listen to y'all. Shitting on it. I tease you with her little one nine hundred voice. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, you know it's girl it, six it, up. It, up right, right, right. Yo, you know, and it's and, and you know, of course, Frank, I had you on the show. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I'm serious. Y'all, I watch y'all all the time. I, I make sure that if I'm going through the stories, I see y'all, and it's and I always, I even tell my wife, I'm like, man, babe, look at them. They, they still moving. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And and for a lot of us, you know, not y'all, too, I'm quite sure when things weren't looking like you wanted to, yeah. I think you might have mentioned that one time oh, yeah. on one of your posts, you could have left it alone. Yeah. But you didn't. And so, yeah. again, it's like, well, shit, I got to keep moving to it. And it's not yeah. competition. Yeah. It's like, it's man, nice, let's bro, help man. build let's each help, other bro. up. Because you know, y'all got y'all's niche. I got my yeah. niche. And we can And your voice is together, better than mine. You know? Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's another thing, too. People don't mm. be willing to give out those props. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. just like uh, yeah. we got Nick Films in, in the studio today. Shout out to her for coming through, getting Nick. some video behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. when me and her were talking about her coming in the studio, she's like, well, how do you want me to do this? I said, we're going to roll with how you do things first. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see if I can add something to that or you can add something to me. Let motherfuckers work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let them do what and they do. And then appreciate the fucking work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like he said, there's no fucking hate. Anybody sees me online, I'm always saying, hey, shout out to you, Brody, for doing this. I'm mm-hmm. always reposting other people's mm-hmm. shit. And I used to tell Arteezy, I was like, the way that I'm going to get ahead is I'm always going to show love before I ask a favor. Mm-hmm. And what happens is people remember, they be like, damn, this nigga, I posted a uh, Clop Talk podcast from Ohio, be posting his shit, Geechee mm-hmm. and them, PMB Pie from D.C., posting that shit like Jason in, in, in Chicago, Richard in New York. Like I'm always championing and reposting people's shit because at some point you may not give me a dollar, but when it comes time for me to shine, I'm going to have somebody just reposting my shit and saying, yo, this nigga did it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and it's value. It's valuable, yeah, it's bro. It's value in that. Mm-hmm. And then people don't understand that, man. So I appreciate you for saying that oh, shit. Definitely. People don't say that. Yeah. Artesia gets the voice thing all the time. No, <laughs> this coming from him. Yeah. I, right. Coming from another voice. I was excited yeah. he was coming in because yeah. he got the voice. Yeah. Why you think I tune in? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's real. I was, I'm, I'm working with this guy from D.C. He's getting this podcast going and he's like, hey, I want you to do the intro shit. And he was like, but on this part, can you see if Artesia can talk on it? He's like, man, her voice, man. I was like, hey, man. Yeah. Everybody to. fucking as say long as it's the a purpose that I can get behind, I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> and I used to like it because you were a longhorn, but yeah. when you spoke, 
That voice, boy, that's, look, there's power in the spoken hey, word. There's a lot bro. of power. But I also would give a shout out to MZ Studios because, yeah, we may have great voices, but the audio spider, we appreciate it, man, is always yeah. Super engineer spider. I can go add a little edit on it and make it a little spicy, but you have to have a good bass. I tell people all the time, go listen from episodes one to nine. We had good quality. Then when we left the, uh, the radio station at UTA, <laughs> we went over to where we went to. I mm. won't say no names. And I was like, I God will. damn, it sounded yeah. like we're talking in the elevator. Oh, oh man. You can say it. That's, that's the reason why a lot of people get there and they and, and they in and, and out and I end up went back and when you <laughs> I ain't gonna lie when you messaged me and told me uh what'd you say you need to come you told me you need uh, no you need to come home or something yeah. like you said you need to come to the real something you said mm-hmm. I was I took that to heart yeah uh, I yeah. laughed it off but I was yeah. like yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell me right, right now. Right, yeah. Not right now. <laughs> At some point. But it's, I mean, it's the truth, bro. Because like a lot of people, they'll be like, "Yo, the quality is good." I'm like, "Okay, it starts at the studio," and I'll be like, "I add my little sauce to it." But it's like you also have to have a voice. Because mm-hmm. if you have a voice that nobody likes, it's just gonna amplify what you don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good voice, it's gonna amplify what you have. All right, Spider. I don't know what song you came up with, man. We getting ready to get up out of here. I want to say thank you again to Nick Films for doing what she doing. Yeah. Shout out to the homie John, the, uh, Jonathan that, that gave me the connect and the plug to her. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, fam. We got Frank in the building. Yeah. Appreciate you this motherfucker. Got our T's in the building. Yeah, and I just want to get his name right. The homie Jeremy. Jeremy. I mean, I got a lot of people. I know you sorry. do, but that's, that's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for. Yeah. Correct me. Yes. And we got the homeboy Red Boy, man, of Red Boy Radio. I appreciate you He'd be back. I've been trying to get him to RMG Podcast, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm on I, I, my way. I'd like to stick that tag on you, bro. Hey, you noticed bro. my text the other day. I said, you did. we yes. Yes. need to come up with a plan. There, we go. there you go. I'm okay, then. Look, big things in 2021. Yeah, man, this is episode 311. Casey, we miss you. We'll see you on the next one. Chicago, we coming for you, motherfucker. Oh. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.